Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, we appreciate the Lord for His grace and mercy and for His protection. Uh, and I just want to remind you to pray for Sister Tambira. She has not been feeling well. And just remember her in your prayers, Sister Kune, I was told she is not feeling well as well. Remember her in prayer. We believe that God still answers prayers in even in, during this time. Just remember them in your prayers. And let's continue to pray for one another. Now, just before we go to the reading of the word, let me just invite you just to uh, pray with me. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you once again for this opportunity to gather around the table to break the bread of life. Dear God, we just want to remember the saints that have requested uh, prayers. Dear God, Sister Tamira, who is not feeling well, but by God's grace, she is beginning to do well. The same with Sister Queenie. Dear God, may you be gracious to them. And we pray, dear God, for the traveling mercy for Brother Chetty. He requested to the youth. Dear God, it should be with him as he's traveling. We appreciate everything, and we pray for all the believers, dear God, and we pray for the reading of the weight, and we appreciate everything that you are doing for us. We as well appreciate, dear God, for the progress on Sister Maria. Uh, we appreciate all the things that you are doing, because it shows you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, and we appreciate everything. In the name of Jesus Christ, we commit everything to you. Amen. Now, once again, it's just a privilege to uh, come around the table to break the bread of life. Now, I just want to invite you to read with me in this scripture. And the title of my sermonette is The Essence of the Seventh Seal. That is the title of my sermonette, The Essence of the seventh seal. Now, in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 8, verse 1, it reads in this manner, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Now, I always say, to get a better context, the Bible mentions an activity mentions the locality of the activity and mentions the time of the activity. Now, it says when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven, not on earth, about the space of half an hour. This space of half an hour was in heaven. Now, a lot of times half an hour in heaven 
may not necessarily equate to half an hour on earth. That is why one day on earth with God is a thousand years. Now, we'll get into that. Now, before I get to the quotations, just to give you a background, in anything that you do, you must know what the end goal is. If you are a student and you study, you must know the zenith of your journey, the pinnacle, the climax of your journey. Because if you don't know the climax, you would not know whether you have reached the goal or not. And I believe as well, when it comes to the matters of faith, you must as well have a pinnacle point or a zenith point. For example, for when the Israelites left Egypt, the wilderness was not the zenith point, but getting into the promised land and being allocated your piece of land, it was the zenith or the end goal of that journey. And I believe that coming into the message, there has got to be an end goal, because the end goal is not just together with the saints. The end goal was not just the baptism. There is a zenith moment, a pinnacle of this journey. And I want to submit to you that the pinnacle of this journey in the end time, it is the seventh seal. And maybe by God's grace, we're going to get to delve into it and get to understand the essence. The essence, the weight in dictionary, the weight essence, it means to understand the intrinsic value of something, to understand a value that is attached to something that cannot be seen with the naked eye. And that is why I want to speak on the essence of the seventh seal. Now, one thing about the seventh seal, it, it, Brother Brenham says, it is the mystery that reveals the entire Bible. And actually, after the seals the prophet comes, he says, the Bible has become a new book to us. And that is exactly what I believe, that the seventh seal gives us a better perspective, a better revelation. And that is why the old Bible that you used to go with to Enchia or wherever you have been, it becomes entirely a new Bible. But let us get to, because when you speak about the subject, a subject, not everyone can become part of a subject. That is why not everyone can study engineering. You have to meet certain requirements for you to study engineering. And in the same vein, not everyone can grasp the revelation of the seventh seal. There are certain prerequisites that must be met by an individual before they grasp the essence of the seventh seal. Now, the prophet in this message, Adoption, paragraph 6, he says, now, preaching usually catches the sinner brings him under the condemnation by the weight. But the teaching places the man positionally what he is. And we can never rightly be able to have faith until positionally we know what we are. Now, here the prophet says, preaching catches the sinner and brings that sinner under the condemnation by the weight. But after being condemned, you still need to, to come where you are taught because teaching places you positionally. Now, 
this is what we want to speak about. Now, the seventh seal, it is not an evangelical subject. It is not a preaching subject. It is a, a teaching subject because this is not for the sinner, but it is for the people that are already in the land. It is, it is, it is a subject that places the believer positionally. And I would like to submit to you that without the revelation of the seventh seal in our time, you have not yet reached the pinnacle, the zenith point of this ministry. Yes, you may have been baptized in the water. You may be justified, sanctified. You may have gone through those stages, but until you come to the point where the seventh seal is revealed to you, uh, you still have so, so much ground to cover. Now, let me put a disclaimer here. There are two groups of people, and those two groups of people, some say the seventh seal is revealed, and some say the seventh seal is not revealed. Now, I want to submit that a lot of times you would find that these two groups would debate, battle, and exchange hot debate over this subject. But I want to submit that both of them are not wrong. Those that say it is revealed are not wrong. And those that say it is not revealed are not wrong. Because the seventh seal, it is revealed to whom it is revealed. So if it is revealed to me, and somebody comes and tells me that it is not revealed to them, it is of no value for me to debate with them whether it is revealed. I have to say, my brother, God bless you. It is not revealed to you, but I pray that at some point in time, may God reveal it to you. It is not, you cannot bring the revelation of the seventh seal by debate because it is a revelation and the prophet has told us that revelation is sovereign. So it depends. God decides whom, who he reveals it to and who he does not reveal it to you, and he owes no man any explanation. And for those to whom it has been revealed, blessed are you. And for those who are still saying it is not revealed, we continue to pray for you until God bring you to a point where you have your own aha moment and say, aha, now I can see it has been revealed. Now, the prophet in this message the Revelation of Jesus Christ series, paragraph 96. He says, and the book of Revelation has many, has more symbols in it than all the rest of the books in the Bible. Let me pause here for a while. That is why the book of Revelation, it is never part of a curriculum in Bible school because it is the book that is full of symbols and we'll get to understand why it can never be part of a curriculum in a Bible school because it is it is a very special uh, book. Now, he continues the prophet in this message. He says it has more symbols because it is a book of prophecy. Number one, it is, it is a book of prophecy. It's a prophetic book. Therefore, it has to be understood by a prophetic class. This book is not meant for everybody. There is nobody can understand it hardly. This book is made for a certain class of people. 
Now, coming back to that, this book is not for everybody. It's like adversity where you say engineering is not for everybody. That means that subject would be for a particular class, and that class has met a certain requirement to be part of that class, and hence they would be able to understand that sub. So the book of Revelation, it is not a book for everybody. It's not something that can just be taught in a Bible school. It's a prophetic book for a prophetic class. Now, the moment you've got a prophetic book that is meant for a prophetic class, then you need a prophet to come and make a book that is prophetic to be understood by a prophetic class and you will really enjoy as we get uh as we carry on with the subject now he continues in the same in the message i think this was in the church age he's still uh, uh, explaining the essence of the book of revelation because that is where the seventh seal is being spoken of but it is not only limited to the book of Revelation because Brother Branham says it is the seal that opens the entire book. Now, in the Seven Church Age book, he says that means that this book can be revealed to anyone but a special class of people. It will take one with prophetic insight. Liberty. It will take one with prophetic insight. It will require the ability to hear from God. It will require supernatural instruction, not just a student comparing verse with verse, though that is good. But a mystery requires the teaching of the Spirit, or it will not, it, it never becomes clear. How we need to hear from God and lay ourselves open and become yielded to the Spirit to hear and know. Now, let me break down this quotation. Firstly, this book is for a special class of people, number one. Secondly, it will take one with prophetic insight. Thirdly, it will require the ability to hear from God. Uh, fourthly, it will require supernatural instruction. These are four requirements. Special class, prophetic insight, the ability to hear from God, and supernatural instruction. He says it is not just a student comparing verse with verse. So you cannot just come into the study and say, I'm going to study about the seventh seal. It does not work like that. It doesn't take, it doesn't take literacy. It takes somebody with prophetic insight. It takes somebody who's under a divine and supernatural instruction. It takes somebody who's part of this special class. That is why we say we need to consider ourselves to be a privileged group of people to be able to understand the book of Revelation, because it is not everyone that can understand that book. Now, I believe that uh, I'm addressing a prophetic class. I believe I'm addressing the people that have got a prophetic insight. I believe that I'm speaking to the people that are under a divine supernatural instruction. I believe that I'm speaking to people that are, uh, that are readers, 
And that is why it is not just to compare a verse with a verse, but you still need that, that divine element, which is the revelation to it. Now, let me get to this. Now, I want to submit that the subject, the seventh seal, it is, it is an angelic subject. And I will explain what I mean by that. Now, let's come to these three quotations. Now, in the seventh seal, the prophet says, paragraph 404, he says, that's the reason I had to go west. You will know that he was told that you would never be a success as long as you are in the east. You've got to move west. Now, he says, that's the reason I had to go west, to connect with this angel's message, to come back here to reveal it to the church. So, this was not the message of William Brenner. This was the message of angels. That is why he said, I had to go westward to connect with the angel's message. And this happened on Sunset Mountain when seven angels stepped out of eternity. And after he had met the angel's message, he had to come back to reveal it to the church. He says, he doesn't say to preach it to the church, not to teach it, to, to reveal it to the church. So that means there is still another supernatural element to it, another sovereignty element to it, because to reveal, God would decide to whom he wants to reveal it to you, not to everybody. Now, first we check, this is the angel's message. Now, another quotation in the message, standing in the gap. He says, paragraph 82, he says, and now, I didn't know at the time that they were taking pictures of that. Scientists, he's speaking about the picture of the cloud. Scientists were, as the angels lowered themselves from heaven to bring the message. Now, in the seventh seal, he says, I had to connect with the angels' message. Now, in standing in the gap, he says, as the angels lowered themselves from heaven to bring the message. I continue to want to emphasize on this point. This is the angels' message. That's why this message cannot be taught in a Bible school. It cannot become a curriculum in institutions of learning. You need a prophetic insight. You need to be under a divine instruction in order to be able to comprehend the essence of the seventh seal. Now, in the book, Revelation, Book of Symbols, there is a reason why I'm saying that. I'm reading this. We know Brother Branham was an angel of the age. Now, the angel of the age in the Revelation, Book of Symbols, paragraph 58, he says, your pastor, when he stands here on the platform ministering the word of God, he is God's angel to the church, messenger to the church. Now, first we find out the message. It is the angel's message. The angels were lowered from eternity to bring the message. And the message was given to the angel of the age. And he says, now the angel of the age gives that message to the angel of the church. Now, if it is the angel's message, that comes to an angel of an age, and that comes to the angel of the church, 
For you to understand this message, you must have an angel. And we'll get to speak, get to make you understand what we speak about. You, Brother Ramon says you are not going to be an angel. An angel in this sense, we're not re, re, referring to the literal form that you've got to have wings and fly. We are referring to your theophany because your theophany is your angel. Now, let me put it this way. An unbeliever does not have a theophany. This one I want to emphasize. An unbeliever can, does not have a theophany. The scripture says the angels of the Lord are encamped around those who fear his name. Now, these angels are only for the believers. Only a believer has a theophany. Only a believer has an angel. And we'll get to understand what we are talking about. Now, let me bring it in a diagram form so that you understand. And maybe in a nutshell, this diagram just speaks about recognizing your day and its message. Firstly, you must know the age in which you live in. We are in a Laodicea age. But I said it's Laodicea bread age because we are in a dual age. What do I mean by a dual age? The world is in Laodicea. But the bride is in the bright age. So the revelation of the seventh seal does not take place in Laodicea. It takes place beyond Laodicea into an era, a special era called the bright age. Now, you must know your age. After you know your age, then you must know an angel of your age. In our case, this is the fulfillment of Malachi 4, verse 4. Five and six. It is a fulfillment of Revelation 10, verse 7. It is the fulfillment of Luke 17, verse 30. Now we have an angel of the age that was the Malachi 4. In this case, it was William Brenham in the end time, a vindicated messenger. He was the angel of an age. Now, thereafter, there is a, he says there is an angel of the church. In this case, it is the shepherd, is the pastor that feeds you with the weight. Now, after that, then you have your angel, which is your theophany. Now, you must know, for you to know your age, your, theo, your theophany, you must hear from your theophany. For you to recognize the angel of your age, you must recognize that angel of the age by your theophany. And for you to hear the angel of the church, you must have an, a theophany. What am I simply saying? I'm simply saying there is an angel. The seventh seal is revealed through an angelic channel. Firstly, through an angel of the age, an angel of the church, and your angel. Those must be in alignment to bring a clarity on the subject. Now, the prophet says, let me come to this one. This another one. I'm, I've touched on the bright age. Now, when you look, Brother Brennan brought two books. It was the Seven Church Age book, and it was the Revelation of the Seals book. And the Seven Church Ages it was a man coming to God. That's why he, he spoke about 
the stature of the perfect man and says when you reach a certain stage then God comes and caps you so the seventh seal the, the seven church ages is a man coming to God the seventh seals is God coming to a man stay with me seven church ages is time the seven seals is eternity the seven church ages is men coming to God. The seven seals is God coming to men. The seven church ages is a book of life. Your name can be written there and it can be blotted out. The seventh seals is the Lamb's book of life. If your name is written there, it was written before the foundation of the world and it will never be blotted out. Now, the prophet had to take the church out of the seven church ages and brought and brought the church. That's why the message say, "Come out, come out of, come out of the seven church ages and come into the bright age." Because the bright age it is the meeting place of the humanity and the deity. Oh, this is beautiful. the The bright age. It's where a man and God meet. It is the meeting point there. The bright age, it is a zone where revelation takes place. The seals were not revealed in the church ages. The seals were revealed beyond the church ages because the seals are the eternal product. The church ages are the time product. I hope we are together here. Now, Let's come back to the seventh seal. Now, let me put it this way. Without grasping the revelation of the... Somebody say, maybe it's a difficult subject. We want a simple gospel. The seventh seal is a very simple subject. And actually, as I've often said, the seventh seal is not a literature. The seventh seal, it's a living being. That's why the prophet said, if he had time, I was going to show you the seventh seal from the book of Genesis and throughout the scriptures. And when you go and check, and we'll check here, but I want to say, don't ever dismiss the seventh seal and say, it is too complicated for me. Everyone must come to the point where they grasp the revelation of the seventh seal because that is the pinnacle of this ministry. Now, the prophet in this message, the seventh seal, paragraph 23, he says, everything runs out in this time, the end of, at the end of the seventh seal. Notice, is the end of the church eight. Is the end of the seventh seal. Is the end of the trumpets. Is the end of the vials. And even end the ushering in of the millennium. That's on the seventh seal. Now, we want to get to know what he means when he says the seventh seal ends everything. Now, I think in this quotation he puts it explicitly. In souls that are in prison, paragraph 137, he says the seven is always the mystery because it's completion. Watch that seven. That's the finish. That was the coming of the Lord. The seventh seal is the coming of the Lord. 
Heaven was quite silent. Nobody moved. But Jesus said to himself, not even an angel of heaven knows when I will return. I don't even know myself what time. The Father has put that in his mind. God alone knows it. The Spirit said, I didn't even know. Then it wasn't revealed when the seventh trumpet sounded, the seventh angel, a seal was opened. Then there was silence in, in the heaven. See, it wasn't given out what would take place. Now, this is where it gets tricky because the, those that say it's not revealed, they say, there it is, it is not revealed. He says the seventh seal is the coming of the Lord. I want us to follow on that one. And as we follow on that one, then we will get to the stage to understand whether is it revealed or it is not revealed. But already boldly I can mention it is revealed. That one I need to mention, it is revealed. Now, the prophet says in this message, the rapture. He says, paragraph 248, these are two quotations. In the seventh seal, is in the message, the seventh seal, 248, let me not confuse, I've got two quotations here. I'm going to read the seventh seal, paragraph 248 first. He says, now, as certain as I stand in the platform tonight, I had the revelation that revealed. It's in a threefold manner. The prophet is announcing to the church that I have a revelation that it was revealed and it is in the threefold manner. Remember, he does not say we have the revelation that it is revealed. He said, I, this is a personal pronoun. And if it was revealed to Brother Brennan, you cannot automatically assume that it was revealed to Brother Neville or Brother Woods. Brother Brennan speaks about a personal experience. That is why you cannot claim as a group that the revelation of the seventh seal is revealed to us. The revelation of the seventh seal is not a group affair. It is an individual affair. That one I need to bring it so that it becomes clear. Whenever you speak about the revelation of the seventh seal, you must attach a personal pronoun. You must not say it is not revealed to us. You must say it is not revealed to me or it is revealed to me. The moment you attach the seventh seal, attach a personal pronoun. The brother say, I had the revelation that revealed. It's in a threefold manner. And today, this is not William Branham speaking, this is me speaking. I have the revelation. I don't say we, I say I have the revelation that it is revealed to me in a threefold manner. Now, in the same quotation, in the same, in the message, the rapture, remember it says it is in a threefold manner. The revelation of the seventh seal, it is in a threefold manner. Now, in the message of the rapture, paragraph 130, he says three things happen. A voice, a shout, a trumpet has to happen before Jesus appears. He says the seventh seal speaks of the coming of the Lord. And say three things must happen before Jesus appears. And it says, the revelation that I have of the seventh seal, it is in a threefold manner. Then it says three things must happen. It says, Jesus does 
three, all three of them when he is descending. Now, here we've got to understand how important it is to get the, the, the grammatical context of it. He, as he is descending, not as, as is, the, is the, I think those that know English will say it is the perfect present tense. As he is descending. It's not a past tense. It's not, it's not a, a present tense. It's, it's he, as he is descending. So that means it's a process. What I'm trying to bring to you, it is a, he just, it's not an event where he drops. As he is descending, the coming of the Lord, it is not the event, it is the process. The, as it was when he came for the first time, his coming was not an event, it was a process. What do we mean? When he was born, when he was born, that was the coming of the Lord. When he was taken to the temple, that was the coming of the Lord. When he was baptized, that was the coming of the Lord. When he was taken to man transfiguration and glorified, that was the coming of the Lord. When he went to Gethsemane, that was the coming of the Lord. When he went to the cross, that was the coming of the Lord. Now, if the first coming was a process, then the second coming will be a process. And if the seventh seal has to do with the coming of the Lord, then it tells me that the revelation of the seventh seal, it is as well a process. What do I mean by that? Brother Brennan understood that it was revealed to him. But he knew that it was not revealed to everyone. And he knew that in time, some will get the revelation of the seventh seal after he's gone. Hallelujah. And some that are not yet born will be born and get into the message and get the same revelation that he got in 1963. And some will be born and grew and not get the revelation. So it is a process, a revelation. That's why. Don't be, don't stumble and say, I'm in the message, I don't understand. Just come and sit under the ministry. Just come and listen to the tapes. In no time, that revelation will strike you. As long as, and, and don't be under pressure that because it is revealed to everyone, let me, let me pretend that it is revealed. The moment you impersonate the revelation, that is the worst way to miss that revelation. If you don't know, say, I don't know. I'm depending on him. And God, by his grace, he will reveal it to you. Don't pretend that you know when you don't know. Because when you pretend like you know when you don't know, he that can make you know will not make you know. Because for, for the fact that you pretend to know, that means you lack humility. Some of me, and maybe I can give a testimony about me. When I came into the message, I was baptized. I enjoyed the Seven Church Ages, a straightforward book. I used to read it. Speaks about baptism. It speaks about the history of the church. Speaks about modern conditions in the end time. And from time to time, I would read the Seven Seal. Yes, I would get it here and there. And there was a time where I read where he preached the seventh seal. I read it once, twice, thrice. I didn't get anything. 
But something said, but there is something here I have, that he has spoken that maybe me is not yet clear to me, but I'm going to depend on the Lord. And it took a while until I grasped the revelation of the seventh seal. Now today, we have people that just come in and say, I have the revelation of the seventh seal. And with three years down the line, they backslide. They never had it. Maybe they became part of the group that was hyping about the seventh seal. And they thought, if they don't say, I don't have the revelation, they're going to check me out. You are not, you must never be under pressure. You must depend on the Lord and the Lord will reveal it in his time because revelation is sovereign and that is why right now if you don't have it be patient depend on the lord keep on listening to the tape keep on coming to church and listen to the sermon one day god will reveal it to you and revelation by the way you can be in the message for 15 years and not have a revelation of something revelation is progressive let me not get into that now the prophet says it is in the threefold manner. Let's come here. In the message, the bridge, paragraph 41, he says, and when the seals are broke and the mystery is revealed, down comes the angel. The only time when the angel comes is in Revelation 10 verse 1. If you miss that coming of the Revelation 10 verse 1, then you are not going to have the rapture in faith. Remember, Jesus came first time as a redeemer. And he comes the second time to claim the church. And his second coming confuses the people because a lot of people read the scripture, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. That does not apply to the second coming. Because the second coming, he comes like a thief in the night. When a thief comes, a, key, a thief does not announce that I'm coming. Now, Revelation 10, verse 1, it is the secret coming. And Brother Branham, this gets me excited. He says, my ministry is not that of a teacher. My ministry is not that of an evangelist. My ministry is a different ministry. He says, my ministry is to declare him that is here. He speaks about that in the message from that time. My ministry is to declare, not he will be here or he was here, is to declare that he is here. If I say my responsibility is to introduce somebody, I cannot introduce somebody in their absentia. And I can as well not introduce them in my absentia. That means I must be there. They must be there for me to introduce them. If the prophet says, my ministry is to, is to declare him that he's here. The prophet must declare him he's here. And Jesus must be here. And the prophet must be here. Hope you are together. Now, he says in this quote, and when the seals are broke and the mystery is revealed, down comes the angel the messenger, Christ, setting his foot upon the land and upon the sea. And we have spoken many times 
why he's setting one foot on the land and one foot upon the sea. It's because there will be a beast that will come from the sea and there will be another beast that will come from the land. He is suppressing the influence of the beast and the image of the beast. With a rainbow over his head. Now remember, this is the prophet said, don't forget. Now remember, this seventh angel, Malakafo, is on earth at the time of this coming. Now, then he says the seventh seal brings him back here on earth. Then he says the seventh angel messenger is on earth at the time of this coming. Therefore, if the seventh seal brings him down on earth, and the seventh angel messenger is here on earth at the time of this coming, it would be unscriptural to say the seventh seal is not revealed. If you say it is not revealed, you are simply saying William Brenham never completed his ministry. You are simply saying William Brenham never introduced him to the church. And I'm going to get into certain things where you understand that the moment you, you miss or you take one puzzle out of the entire one piece out of the entire puzzle the picture is not going to be clear you end up with a cow feeding on top of the tree so William Brenham would have never been taken off the scene unless the seventh seal is revealed William Brenham will never be taken would have never been taken off the scene unless Jesus Christ is here on earth now let's get it here then he says, in this message, we, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. There's somewhere where we are going. Paragraph 397. He says, but God's great mystery, what the eternal God had as a mystery, has now been unfolded in Jesus Christ, then given right down to his church. What was once what was once in God's mind is now in the body of Christ. Jesus Christ making love to the church, his bride, whispering secrets to her. Now, I know I'm speaking to a mixed audience. Brother Brenham is telling you there is a, an intimacy that is happening in the end time between the bride and the groom. And during that intimacy, the groom is whispering secrets to her. Now, let me say this. The groom cannot whisper secrets to her in absentia. The groom must be there. A groom cannot be intimate with the bride in absentia. The groom must be there. There is a reason why I am zooming in on this intimacy. Stay with me. There is a reason why I'm uh, uh, zooming in this intimacy. Because in this quotation, in Christ is the mystery of God, he says, paragraph 465, he says, and remember, we are now as his bride, pregnated with his spirit. Intimacy produces pregnancy. A woman cannot be pregnant in the absentia of the husband. The moment you say she's pregnant but the husband is not around or was not around, 
you are making that woman already an adulterer. Now, the bride of Jesus Christ cannot be adulterer. If the prophet says she is pregnant and says there is an intimacy, because when he speaks, I will even say this is a pillow talk. The, now we are being told secret as the world is engulfed by confusion. You and I have known that these things would come to pass. Brother spoke to us that there's coming a time where people will wear masks. Plagues will strike the land. We, we have been informed because the bride, the groom is whispering secrets to us. So the seventh seal is an intimate, it's an intimate seal. That is why under the seventh seal there is silence. But in that silence, the bride is being pregnated. In, and when we say pregnancy, pregnancy is when a woman receives the life from the man. And there is a life of that man growing in that woman. The natural types the spiritual. The seventh seal is an intimate moment where the life of Jesus Christ is received by the body, the bride, and the life of the husband, Jesus, is growing through the church. So the seventh seal is bringing a spiritual pregnancy, and that spiritual pregnancy is bringing, is reproducing the literal life of Jesus Christ, now no longer in his body, but in the body of the bride. Spiritual multiplication. Now, prophet continues. In the message, what shall I do with Jesus Christ? Paragraph 134. He says, God's body, united as his bride, being one, him and Christ together, is the spirit working in the flesh of the church like it worked in the flesh of Jesus Christ. Because it's part of his body. Not a twin, but one. So, you see, we are speaking about the wedding supper. The wedding supper is not marriage. Marriage happens here, then there is a wedding supper. So, there is a difference between marriage and wedding. Wedding celebrates marriage. And actually, wedding comes after marriage. A man and woman must exchange vows, and those vows are the ones that marry them. And after they have been married by that vow, then comes the wedding. We are going to the wedding supper, but the marriage takes place here, and there must be a marriage officer. And in the end time, William Brenham was the Eliezer of the time. He was the marriage officer. And you'll understand why I say so. Then it says, not twain, but one. They are one. And Christ and his body is one. And the same spirit was in Christ is in his bride, in his body. That unites them together with all the way, God and God living in there, himself manifesting it. So the seventh seal brings the groom and the bride and no longer make them twain, but make them one. It brings the life of the husband into the body of the bride. Let's put it this way. Now, when the prophet came to preach the seals, 
He makes this statement in the message, the first sale, paragraph 151. He says, and only is to be revealed at that day when this actual seal is broken. Listen, he doesn't say seals. <laughs> That's why when you when you when you take maybe a, a scroll and you seal that scroll seven times, you, you start saying first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, uh, seventh. The last is seventh. Now, I give you a scroll that has been sealed seven times. You cannot break the first seal before you break the seventh one. So the seventh one is the one that breaks the other seals. So the seventh, you cannot know what the first seal is unless it is revealed by the seventh seal. You cannot know what the second seal is unless it is revealed by the seventh. The seventh seal breaks the other seals. Now he says, and only is to be revealed at that day when this actual seal is broken. Broken to who? Not to Christ, but to the church. Now, oh my, that just makes me tremble. I hope that the church truly understands it. What I mean, you people, I am going to call you bride, see, that you will understand. Oh, brother, Reggie, your prophet, he is making a status change. He calls them a church, but it becomes uncomfortable because intimacy cannot happen between the groom an unmarried woman. A woman must come through and become, there has to be a status change where she moves from being a damsel to becoming the bride and therefore after she is the bride, then there could be intimacy, then there could be pregnancy. So the prophet is realizing that I am presenting the seal here, the seal of intimacy, the seal that unites the bride and the group, the seal that brings a new life that was of Jesus now in the body called the bride of Jesus Christ. He's realizing that he says, I cannot come uh, address this on general terms. I no longer call you a church. Now I call you a bride. A bride is a married woman. Oh, this gets me excited. Go and read in your book, The Invisible Union of the Bride. Brother Brenham there. He tells you, when you read between the lines, he says the Lamb's Book of Life is a marriage certificate. He's actually using the word marriage certificate. Just go and punch marriage certificate. Right there he says the, the Lamb's Book of Life is a marriage certificate. And we know the Lamb's Book of Life is the revelation of the seven cells book. Now, he tells you that the revelation of the seven, seven seal book or the Lamb's Book of Life, it is the marriage certificate. So, the seals cannot be revealed to an unmarried woman. The seals cannot be revealed to an outsider. The seals are revealed to the people that are in. The seals are revealed to the people that have experienced a status change. They are no longer the church, they are now the bride.
They're not just the bride, they are pregnant. Because now the life of the husband is now in them. And this is where it makes me get excited. That is why when the seventh seal is revealed to a believer, I want you to read my lips. That believer will never be deceived. When the revelation of the seventh seal, genuinely, I'm not talking about a group being hyping one another. When it is revealed to an individual and they grasp it, they have reached a point of no return. What do I mean? Excuse me, what do I mean by saying that? I'm simply saying, once it is revealed to you, that means you are pregnant. And when you are pregnant, then you are not going to be attractive to other husbands. You are only attractive to your own husband, and in this case, is the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you are pregnant, sisters, hear me, a woman who is pregnant does not wear tight feet. A woman that is pregnant wears loose garments because there is an acknowledgement that there is a life growing inside of you. Now, brothers, a pregnant, you as brothers, you are part of the bride. In this case, you are women as well. You don't wear tight pants because there is another life that is growing within you. And when, you see, there are times where you can hide the pregnancy, but as the life grows, you can't hide it anymore. And that is why the bride of Jesus Christ cannot hide the pregnancy anymore today. We want to display the life of Jesus Christ wherever we go. And that is why we appreciate the essence, the revelation of the seventh seal. Without the revelation of the seventh seal, we are just Pentecostals. But what takes us a notch higher? It is the revelation of the seventh seal. And that was the core of Brother Branham's ministry. That is, that is the pinnacle of our ministry. May God richly bless you. Be the students of the word. Keep on reading. Don't ever say certain subjects are too complicated. If I invite you into the house and I say the house is yours, you cannot sit in the living room. You want to get into the kitchen. You want to get into every room and experience every room. And the same way, the revelation of the seven seed is one of the rooms that the bride has to enter and experience. Don't dismiss it to be a preacher's subject or a great minister's subject. It is a subject for everyone. May God richly bless you. May God preserve you. And I hope that this will be a blessing. Keep on praying for me as I'm praying for you. We solicit your prayers, especially during this time. Not an easy times, not an easy time in any way. There's quite a lot of many moving parts. That's why we are depending on your prayers. And if there is any need, if you want us to remember you in prayer, just text us. The believers will remember you in prayer. Let's just pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, once again, we appreciate you for the moment that you have given us to come around the way of life and fellowship and look at this great subject of the seventh seal. What a marvelous subject it is, dear God, to know that now we know things that even the clergy do not know, but we've got people in the message that don't know how to write their names. But when they look at the book of Revelation, 
they know what it stands for. We really appreciate you, dear God. We pray for every believer. We pray for their going in and their going out. We pray for their families. We pray for our students, our young ones when they go to schools. We pray, dear God, for everyone, their businesses, the economy is bad, but dear God, you are still Jehovah Jireh. I know you will protect them. May you give men and women wisdom of how to navigate it during this difficult time. May it be such a time that it would be apparent that you are with us, dear God. We pray for the elderly members of our assembly. May you be with them, dear God, wherever they are. Be with them, oh Lord, and keep this demon at bay that they may not be affected in any way. Dear God, we just want to apply a token upon every believer, dear God. Those that are looking for jobs, may you grant them jobs, dear God. Those that are looking for whatever opportunity to better themselves, especially during this time, I know you can do paradoxical things. May you just be a blessing upon them and lead the way and light your light upon their path as I commit everything to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we appreciate. Amen. God bless you richly. I hope it was a blessing and I hope that the Lord will preserve you until we meet once again. This will happen Wednesdays and Sundays. It will be a normal until we re return back to some degree of normality. God richly bless you. Make sure that you keep safe and make sure that you adhere to the health protocols as advised by the government. And I hope that I know and believe that God will save you. God bless you richly. Shalom.